Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 101 of the CZUS Show. Glad to be back. Glad to share another fun-filled episode with you guys. Um, truly, always, first and foremost, want to give thanks to everyone who's been with me since day one, the newcomers who have been spreading the word. Um, I'm just proud of everything that, you know, myself and my team have done. Um, and I'm looking forward to always constantly delivering you guys with some top quality content on the NBA, everything that goes in and around the NBA as well, too. Um, so obviously, had a major milestone about two weeks ago, hitting episode 100. And, you know, we primarily focused on, um, you know, the James Harden trade and whatnot. But, you know, things always seem to unravel in the NBA as well, too. So this episode should be a great, fun-filled episode. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at The Caesars Show, at Sir Caesars, and at Trade Day XXIV. So without further ado, my co-host Trade Day is going to be joining us in a little, in a little while. So make some noise for my boy, my co-host, Trade Day XXIV. What it do, baby. Let's get it. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, the one, Trey Day all day, the oldest one, the youngest one, your brother himself, Trey Day all day. I hope everybody's doing all right out there. I know um, it never rains on the West Coast, um, but on the East Coast, we're in a freaking blizzard. If you're, you know, you're around the area, you know, that we kind of reside and resided in uh, over here, Central VA, DMV, going down the coast. It's a little bit of a snowstorm out here. How you doing over there, Sir Caesar? What's good with you? I'm doing great. We obviously we spoke off air a little bit, but weather is, it's a little chilly, so I'm kind of spoiled now. So whenever I feel like the cold hit me, my joints just kind of like. <laughs> up a little bit and whatnot, but Dang. I feel I feel great, man. Um, no complaints on this side. Um, apparently, it rains like two weeks out of the year, spaced okay. out. Um, okay. So for two days straight, that shit was crazy. Word. Other than that, man, I mean, it's been a little chilly in the four, in the, in the low to mid forties and whatnot. But I think the rest of the week gonna be in the sixties. So no Jesus. complaints. And like I told you before, um, we had a lot of shit shut down. And this past Friday, they actually had. Um, which we call outdoor seating now. So instead of being six feet apart, you got to be eight feet apart now. So mm. I'm excited for that, but not really because I kind of, you know, if I'm not cooking, I use like Uber Eats and whatnot. There's yeah, yeah, no yeah. real point of being out. But um, yeah. I'll, I'll eventually go out to get something to eat. But like I said, it, if it's chilly outside, I'm not really trying to go out and not eat like that. Not I, I got I to gotta, I gotta <laughs> be comfortable when I'm eating, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's about it, bro. Um no complaints, just taking it day by day as okay. always. So um, that's about it. So Solid. Uh, let, yeah, let's let's get straight into the topics, man. So sure. been a while. Obviously, we had episode 100 last time. You know, happy about yes, that. Sir. Appreciate yes, you along the journey. Everything gonna continue this and whatnot. But yeah, let's get let's get straight into it. So okay. uh, one of the biggest topics of discussion has been Bradley Beal, man. Um, and and it's just been kind of crazy. The Wizards are currently the worst team in the NBA right now, um, and and it's just been kind of atrocious. Like Bradley Beal said it best, you know, we we can't we can't defend a parked car right now. <laughs> um, and and within the 14 games he's played, obviously they should have played more, but because of pro, pro, uh, COVID protocols and whatnot. A lot of times they didn't even have eight players available to play. So they've had a couple of games that have been postponed. Um, but Bradley, Bradley Beal's only played 14 games. 
And in those 14 games, he's kind of picked off where he left that from last season. And he's number one in, in well, he's a, he's, a, he's a scoring champion right now, scoring leader right now. Um, so he's averaging 35 points, five rebounds, five assists, um, playing a little, uh, little over 34 minutes a game. Um, and he's shooting 47% from, um, from the field, and I believe 34% from, from, the, uh, from the three. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy because going into the season, I'm like, all right. Like, I saw the Washington Wizards play live. Like, when I went to go – I went with Austin. I went with my, my brother Daryl, my, my boy Jew. And we got pretty good seats. So, we got to see the Clippers play the Wizards. Obviously, John Wall was out. This is back yeah. when they had Isaiah Thomas. Okay, um, okay. But they can score with the best. Like, there's no doubting their offense. But their defense has always been uh, the weakest link yeah. Um, or their Achilles heel. Um, and I thought it would be a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Scotty Brooks is there. They acquired Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, Rui Hachimara, all these other players, you would think, who've been in that system for a year, um, you know, would would just do better. But they can't. Um, so oftentimes, like I said, they're, they're scoring, but they can't get those stops that they need. And then when it is a close game, it's just poor communication on both ends of the floor. Um, and, and, they're, and they're struggling right now. And, and I was just kind of sad and a little funny because of the memes that came with it. Obviously, we're in the social media era. Mm-hmm. But I was a little I – was, I was pretty sad just to see Bradley Beal, um, you know, pictures where he's just like – Yeah, like, hurt. Arms over, arms over the bench. I'm just like, <laughs> damn, bruh. Like, like, what's next for this guy? Like, because there's been some talk saying, like um, – he should demand a trade. And then I've seen some reports or from articles saying that even though he's under contract right now, he can't necessarily get traded right now because of something in his contract. Yeah. Um, but, but like, what do you think is going on? Um, should Bradley Beal want out? Tell me your, your scoop about everything as well, man. What's on your mind, bro? I think uh, misery loves company and <laughs> the Washington Wizards right now are misery. And uh, Bradley Bill is a company. Um, and this is all with all respect to uh, Washington organization because I've had a chance to actually be in that organization. But just how it's happened and just the misfortune, I think they're probably feeling it just as, just, uh, just as well, you know, from a critic standpoint as we're kind of doing. And then, you know, they're probably looking like, yo, like, this is not what we thought it was going to be. Like something needs to change drastically. And, um, you know, respect to the people that have jobs and stuff like that up there. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough, man, when you look at it. And we've had this conversation about the Wizards over and over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> Marshawn Lentz over and over and over and over and over <laughs> over again, man. Um, and it's just like, yo, like, it's it hurts to see it, right? So we saw, it, you know, John Wall, Brad Beal. We, t- we, we can go back to, what, three, four years ago, they were competing, going to, like, the Eastern Conference finals or uh, semifinals and stuff like that. And it was like, yo, like, the Washington looked good. But we knew that was going to be a year where it was like, all right, you know, they're good, this good. How can we build upon this? But then you have, like, a LeBron James there. You have multiple teams that are going to get you out the way. On top of you're not getting any better at the same time. Um, and let's be clear. This school year, you know, this analogy, this school year, their first test that they bombed, right, was honestly the the, the Russell Westbrook transaction. And and we're not going to say it like, yo, they didn't prepare for that test, yada, yada, like that. But it wasn't how they should have 
did it in a way, looking looking at it now, right? So they had to get rid of John in a way. And Russell and James Harden had something going in Houston. Both two teams that are, are nucleus, they want to, you know, get out and keep going. Granted, both of them haven't had the greatest of seasons since the trades. Um, but I remember in earlier podcasts, I was like, man, maybe the Wizards can kind of do something with this, you know? Um, <laughs> since, since the dust is kind of cleared, we see Houston doing a little bit better. You know, John Wall getting a little bit, you know, they have a uh, – what's the guy, kid's name that's going crazy, the forward that's going crazy down there for Houston. And they have uh, – Christian you Wood. Know, yeah, Christian Wood. They have, uh, you know, people that are still getting healthy. Oladipo getting healthy, Boogie getting healthy, John Wall looking fast as ever. And, you know, they're mm-hmm. dropping games, but at the same time, they're getting better. Back to the Wizards. Back to the Wizards. Total opposite. Total opposite. They have Russell Westbrook, who – we know is an elite player. We know who can score points, fill up a stat sheet. Can't get a win over there. Can't get a win over there. And to your point, you can score as many points as you need to. The offense can be pristine. But if you can't guard a parked car, you know, if you if you can't do your responsibility, one of my favorite things about doing your responsibility is <laughs> when they, you know, refer it to, uh, to, to football and they're like, uh, he can't uh, catch a cold butt naked in the wintertime in a blizzard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but so coming back to responsibility, you can't guard a parked car. You can't, you know, what what can you do in, in, in a high-powered scoring league? You have to at least be able to get some kind of stops, at least crunch time stops. Um, and, and let's wrap this back around. Long-winded answer, okay? Wrap this back around to Bradley Bill. In this turmoil, our guy who has been giving us this for the last two and a half, three seasons, right? So he, he was giving it this with, with John, um, not as many shots because John had shots. He had to dish it and stuff like that too. Brad being one of the uh, recipients of that dish. Now he's the focal point of the offense. He was going off for 40, 30 points, got snubbed as an all-star without John. And now we're at this junction, new outlook, new team, um, younger players, and you're giving the best years of your careers, the best stats to an organization that seems like it just can't get right. From the tippy-tippy top down, not saying top down, but from the tippy-tippy top down, things are just not going right. Not saying this is bad, good, but for this playing field, for what's going on right now, you guys are not performing well. And it just looks like there's going to be a hard reset. I don't know what the no trade clause is or whatever like that, but whatever happens, right, satisfy your superstar that has given you so much of his career Get the maximal, the optimal amount that you can for him, but part ways very amicably, amicable. <laughs> I can't even say that word, but part ways, part ways in, in in a loving fashion, right? Because you can send him to some of these guys, some some team and get some decent pieces back where you can start building for whatever, whenever you decide to be good again. If you guys are going to go and want that first draft pick in 2022, or, you know, 2021, whatever like that. If that's what you're going for, let's do that. But right now, you have to get pieces so you can start building in 2021, late 2021, and early 2022. Because right now, it's not going to get it. And Brad Bill is gone. You know he's gone once he gets the chance. Bruh, yeah. <clears throat> Just looking at his game log, um, since his eighth game, when he scored 60, he had 60, <laughs> 41, 34, 31, 33. 47, 26. Only one dub from that whole streak of scoring, bruh. 
what? that shit is ridiculous, man. And I agree with you. Different. Like it's it's just time to honestly start from the top down. I mean, obviously yeah. the owner own, ownership's gonna stay ownership, but he needs to take a look in the mirror and he just needs to clear clear the house. Clear the entire house, like you said, get some compensation from Bradley Bill. Obviously, you can't get anything that equates to that, but maybe the draft pick could be promising as well, too, and a few a few key pieces as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has no trade clause, kind of like Melo. So if he does get traded, um, he has say on where he wants to go. So um, mm-hmm. they did promise him loyalty and doing doing him right. Uh so it may be it may be it may not be this year. But definitely by the time by by around this time next year he's gonna be on another team, sure. happy as hell. And I'm honestly hey, all right. Well, he he's gonna be competing for potentially a title. So what are you about to say? I'm honestly, you know, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back esque out of me, Star Wars esque out of me. Um, I'm hoping he gets. Everybody keeps saying Warriors, and I mean, I'm hoping for I he gets to go play about, the Warriors too. I was just about to get to that. So with the whole Warriors situation, obviously they're going to have Minnesota's pick. Um, they're developing Wiseman. Clay Thompson's injured. If you're a Warriors fan, would you trade Clay and um, that draft pick that they're going to get from it? Because Minnesota looks like they're going to be the worst team, one of the worst teams mm-hmm. too. Would you trade that pick or some like two picks? With Clay Thompson for Bradley Bill, or you think Clay Thompson's a, a warrior for life? Or maybe maybe Clay could stay. They just get rid of Wiseman. Um, but but how do you feel about that? Because I feel like you have to match the contracts too. So Clay would seem like the most viable option, unless they want to get rid of like Wiggins or something like that. Um, I think Wiggins has been on the chopping block forever. I think <laughs> him a draft pick, and shoot, maybe one more guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kelly Oubre plays. Decent defense, uh, so that might help him stay out of that one or whatever like that. But just kind of looking at how the year started and stuff like that, um, I don't think Golden State wants to part ways with Clay. I think if I was a cutthroat GM, I'd get rid of Clay. Honestly, you know, and this is not <laughs> this is being very unemotional, but you know. We use the term damaged goods with all due respect. <laughs> damaged goods. Um, he made a lot of money on the defensive end, right? We're talking about lateral movements. We're talking about, you know, vertical movements that he's going to need to come back and be that great defender. I tell you from just sitting out because of COVID, because there's no courts open for five months that coming back to the court and trying to be a great defender is a hard task to do. So even sitting out because you have a tear is – so on and so forth, even crazier. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think we're not going to see that same click. We might see him from an offensive standpoint, from a shooting standpoint. Mm-hmm. But if I can trade him away, get some more pieces for him so we can reload, maybe get one more guy, um, knowing that that defense is not going to come back, uh, you know, well, because we, we can't bank on that. We know uh, uh, Curry, we know he's not the, the most defensive um, endowed player. Um, and we know there's some struggles. Again, we know we have a good guy in Wiseman that we can rally around for the next few years. Let's go ahead and get some pieces if we're going to do that, right, from an unemotional standpoint. But I think if they can steal it, keep Clay as a good shooter, a good uh, three and kind of B guy, you know, not the most effective one. Uh, but get rid of those utility guys, man. Wiggins – wasn't coming to stay forever anyway. They've been holding. He's him. been pretty. He's been pretty damn good this year, though. Um, he's he's 
he's been the second most consistent player, I'd have to say, but I get what but you're going with that. If, make if, make if some trade bait. Him, yeah, that, yeah it, it makes some trade bait, like you said. Yeah, it makes some trade bait. So um, that, that's my that's my thing. I'll, I'll look at uh, other potentials, uh, saying the Sixers. Um, I think the Sixers have put way too many shooters around already, um, and it's not going to be a great, great fit for the Wizards to go and try to do that right off the back. I've seen – Possibly the Nuggets, but with Murray and Jokic, um, and who they, they have a uh, MPJ over there too, which I don't know. You know, granted he's some, six ten. He's six ten. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think you're gonna That's get crazy. You know, yeah, I don't think you're gonna get a unicorn for Bradley Beal, but who knows? It depends on the direction they want to go because MPJ, uh, he's been used in a kind of uh, utility way because he's so young and stuff like that. But if you say, yo, he's going to have to bounce anyway eventually because we're going to, you know, keep Murray. We're going to keep Jokic. Um, he's probably going to want to go get paid and he can probably do that on the Wizards. That might be a potential move as well. But Brad Bill saying, oh, yo, I'm trying to go be a second, not second fiddle per se, but I'm trying to go be a, a, a tertiary option. To Jokic and Murray and and in Denver, I'm not sure we we see that happening either. Um, and then up up on this uh, board is also the Pelicans. Uh, no, don't want to no. don't want to see him go there. But no. you never know with the league, man. So so I, I, I'm how do you, how do you feel how do you feel with him? I mean, maybe it's redundant, but him pairing up with someone, let's say like Donovan Mitchell, or they're two undersized both together. I mean, sorry, granted, they sorry. got Mike, Mike. They got Mike Conley, but they can push down the Mitchell to the point for real, for real. Um, and who they have? They have Rudy Gobert. Um, they have who? Who's their forward? Is that that's uh Joe Ingles? Am, yeah, I, am Joe I tripping? Ingles, Joe Ingles and um, what's that dude's name? O'Neal and um, I forgot the other guy's name. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Let me check the roster real quick. I think it'll be, a, I think it'd be a dope situation. But I think when he leaves, he's gonna be championship hunter, you know. Mm, and yeah. not not saying that from a a, a non uh, like with with him like without kind of like a valor or without respect kind of thing. But I think when he leaves there, he wants to be in the best favorable position in the best culture that is totally opposite of what's kind of transpired these last two seasons. So I think the Warriors kind of cloth is what he's kind of looking for, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you, honestly. Um, we'll see what happens with that. It feels like teams are kind of already set with what they have. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at the cap space because he's getting paid, what, like over 40 mil a year. Like, what can you do? But then again, if you were able to move James Harden contract, if you have the assets, then – if you can trade for a person like that, then do it. So. <laughs> it can't be done. It can't be done. It, it, it can be done. It can be done. Um, Russell Westbrook, man. Um, love the guy. <laughs> Has been one of my favorite players um, to watch since he's set, um, you know, set foot on the court. And, uh, you know, even grew more of a connection with him when he, you know, he was one of the originators with the loyalty over everything. Obviously, when KD departed from OKC and whatnot, rooted for him. Went three years averaging a triple-double. Um, and post-KD, he's always led his team to um, an above five above 500 record. They've mm-hmm. always been in the playoffs. 
Um, so I have a mindset, well, you know, we haven't seen what John Walker do. Um, and he's been injured for a while, kind of like the clay situation we're talking about. So just trade him while you're ahead, take on Russell Westbrook's contract box office, his game, you know, is not the prettiest, but it translates to wins. And like I said, the Wizards are three and 12. And this is statistically one of Russell Westbrook's West, worst seasons ever. Um, he's averaging 19, 9 and 10, damn near triple-double, yippee. I think we're kind of over that right now because what have you done for me lately? But <laughs> he's shooting 38% from the field, normally 44, um, 66% from free throw. 33% from three, and his PER normally has been um, in the low to mid-20s. Right now it's at 13.3. Um, would you – is it safe to say that Westbrook is past his prime or due to the lack of talent, he's just not producing? But then again, you can't really say that because even with the talent that the Wizards have right now, Bradley Beal is still very efficient. Um, mm-hmm. So do you think Westbrook's past his prime right now? Like, tell me, tell me your insight. Um, it's hard to say that somebody is averaging damn near still a triple double is past his prime. Um, every problem with the Wizards, bro, I'm gonna chalk back up to from management down. There has to be a reshaping of it, there has to be a new look, a new breath of life, a new identity, man. Um, because it's, it's a graveyard of sorts, like you know, people, uh, players go there and kind of get kind of get their their energy and their spirit taken from them in a way uh it's one of those teams that you know just need a need a new look and i'm really surprised they haven't did it any sooner because we've seen teams that always look like yo this, this is the year we need to go we need to go um granted that's not washington's philosophy but if it's not even if it's not it's like yo you kind of see how this feels and i was thinking about when we were talking about the last subject you know, you just had a baseball team that won the World Series. You had a hockey team that I think won that as well, stuff like that. And and from like a management, from a uh, from an owner, from a uh, standpoint, you have to look around the city. And I think all of these guys might be under like the whole monument thing, like the monument marketing group. Um, but you have to look at them and be like, yo, how can we big up our basketball team to not just be star power right it can be jumping it can be you know dc it can be uh you know the the theme the heart that you want it to be right tying this back to russell westbrook i think russell westbrook inspires that bro he's he's a player that comes he's loyal to it he's gonna score the points he's gonna put up the numbers he's gonna fight night in and night out right so what parameters aren't working and, and, and I'll even say this we our, our question for Russell Westbrook has always been in the playoffs it's never been a regular season Russell Westbrook he'll steamroll the, the, the regular season he'll score he'll put up the stats he'll do the numbers and he'll be amazing we get to the playoffs that's a different story right we have to we have to question different things we have to question his game his shot taking his ability to make shots all that stuff like that but this particular junction right now He's not the common denominator that I'm looking at. He's he's the consistent variable, right? He's the consistent one. Um, doing kind of what he's been doing. I think that's from a leadership standpoint, man, that this has to change. I'm not sure if it's necessarily Russell Westbrook. I think he's Damn. in a bad situation. 
Yeah, I th- I think it's a little bit of both um, as well too. But I, I agree with you, especially from a leadership standpoint. Um, you are a former MVP. You should be galvanizing your troops to commit to the defensive end um, and just demand more out of them. So yeah, um, we'll see. I don't see him as long as he has his contract. Cause I think he's top five in in, in payers played. Mm-hmm. I don't see him being on a contender. Um, from now until he retires anymore. I think Oh, because they can't pay him for stig- it. I think he had that and I think he just has this stigma um with like I said, situational basketball going into the playoffs and the deficiencies of what he can't do um as far as shooting the mid range, posting up, um and shooting the outside shot from Trey as well too. So and so we'll see with that. Um it's crazy because last year around this time when they traded for Clint Capella Russell Westbrook numbers are looking crazy in Houston. We were saying, yo, he's top five MVP candidate, you know, yeah. so to come from there and then, you know, come back down to earth is kind of crazy. But like you said, you're kind of the product of the environment that you're in as well, too. So um, I, I think it's a little bit of both, but I can see why you would lean more towards the Wizards in its entirety as well, too. So um, we'll see what happens with that, but it's it's not looking good at all with these Washington Wizards, bro. Three and twelve is crazy, and then today they're playing the Nets, so Nets going to take Nets going to get that dub. Nets um, going to give it to you. Go give it. <laughs> moving from there, since we're already on the Nets right now, man, the Nets are on a mother freaking roll, bro. Um, mm-hmm. I remember the other week, Colton Sexton. It's like they saw a ghost, you know, two straight games, busting their ass with the whole big three. I'm just like, yo, what is going on right now? Um, But they've they've managed to slowly turn things around, and they've been one of the most exciting teams to watch um, in the NBA right now, no matter who they're playing. I just want to see how their defense looks. Everyone Mm -hmm. get their own bucket. How can they coexist? How can the ball move around? Um, you know, how, how are they going to take lead? How are they going to take um, ownership of being leaders on, on the floor as well, too? So I've been enjoying um, them playing from start to finish, and it's been great. Um, right now, they're 13 and 8 in the Eastern Conference, and they're second behind the Philadelphia 76ers. They're currently on a four game win streak, and like I said, they're going to be playing the Wizards a little later on today. So I believe they're going to be on a five game win streak. Um, <laughs> and, and, They've been crazy. Um, their big three has been been flat out sensational. Um, KD still amazes me, bro. It, it, it still amazes me how this motherfucker came off of an Achilles injury and is the number two leading scorer in the NBA right now, averaging 31, 7, and 6, one and a half blocks, 52% from the field, 44% from three, um, and 86% from the free throw line. You got Kyrie, obviously, he's been, you know, in and out the lineup, but has been pretty consistent and very efficient. Very, very efficient. 28, 6, and 5, 55% from the field, 40% from three, and damn near 90% from free throw. And then James Harden, who's obviously taking a back seat in a sense, um, has more so been the floor general for them because he knows he has these tools to his disposal. Um, he's averaging 24 points, um, eight rebounds, and what's 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 nice is he's he's been a league leader in assists before in the past, but he's a league leader again. And he's averaging 12 assists right now, just having fun with Joe Harris, lobs to DeAndre Jordan, um, giving the ball to KD and Kyrie, letting them beat themselves, and he's shooting. Um, normally he shoots for about 43, 44% from the field. This year he's 46, so I expect that to go up. And then 37% from um, three as well, too. 
Um, and then they just signed Amon Shumpert as well, too. So I'm proud of <clears throat> the signing that they had. They had to fill their roster spot. Um, and, and obviously with Amon Shumpert, he fills that roster spot. Yes, familiarity with the system, obviously, with Steve Nash being there, it's a little bit different as well, too. Um, but this is a guy who, you know, helps them provide depth in the backcourt and, 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 and defense um, from the wing perspective as well, too. But, you know, what are your thoughts on the Nets right now? I mean, we knew they were going to have a rough patch. Um, and obviously, with the protocols going on and all that good stuff, Kyrie being out of the lineup, we, we knew it was going to take a while for them to mesh. But it seems like they're kind of going to be on that Miami tier back when LeBron and, and D-Wade and Bosch assembled, and it seems like they're actually going to go on a run. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go on like a 10-plus game win streak or have, you know, seven, eight-game win streaks, take an L, go on another four or five-game win streak, take an L, and just keep building from there. But what are your thoughts on what you've been seeing so far uh, from the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, Brooklyn Nets, well-oiled machine. Um, I like the stat um, or just, you know, you're talking about Harden's assists. I think that's the uh, recipe for them right there, man. It's, uh, and, and we came in, Harden said he would sacrifice, but I don't necessarily think um, assisting is sacrificing. I think uh, when he was talking about sacrificing, he was talking about more of like, you know, all the shots taking the volume of shots. But at the same time, you play efficient basketball, it's going to come back around. It's a self-replenishing uh, kind of system in a way. So James Harden being able to play that role that, Honestly, if we look at it, um, it might be the most effective role for him to play. Yeah. Uh, and, that's, and that sounds crazy because this guy can go 50 every night easily. <laughs> but, but it's the most efficient role for him to play. He understands the floor so well. He can get his points. But a point guard that can score but also doesn't have to do that on a team, that's such a dangerous team, right, where James Harden can just go dish it here, dish it there, get his shooter involved dish it to Katie and Kyrie, not take too much from himself, and also come in and refilter with that second unit where they need that scoring at too. He can be that scorer right there. But with that first unit, um, you know, the first few possessions, he can get a shot off. But then after that is dish, cut, dish, you know, that, that kind of formula for it. it you have KD scoring 31 points, damn near scoring 30 points tonight. You have Kyrie averaging 30. James Harden's averaging freaking 25, 24 points a night. Like, you know, it's uh, um, it's, it's, it's what we would expect out of this team. The defense um, is going to come, but you're that efficient. And I think James Harden, like you said, is only going to get better when it comes to scoring. You know, defense is, is going to – be, be a thing, you're going to have to get stops coming down the stretch, but literally only coming down the stretch with this team because it's going to be hard to catch them. It's going to be very, very hard to catch them. Uh, so there's going to be some areas where they can give up, not give up, but they can uh, be a little bit weaker at because their offense is elite, absolutely elite. Um, Iman Shumpert was a great sign, um, you know, guy that was out floating around, played in the league. I'm sure, you know, take a little bit for him to get his legs under him a little bit. But uh, 6'5", he is 30. Maybe he's, he's like 30, 31, He's 30. He's 30. Yeah. So, you know, definitely get some good legs out of him. Uh, and for him, just being a defender, getting in there, locking down where you can, uh, bumping with those a little bit bigger, you know, 6'8", maybe six, nine guys, but putting a concerted force, using your fouls if need be, but, you know, taking some pressure off the guys that are really going to be scoring the ball. And with that second unit, 
you know, once you get back into the swing of things, go get yours too. You know, like like he uh, like he said, uh, what, who, oh Paul, you got Paul Pierce. You know, with that step back, and he dropped Paul Pierce that one time. He's like, I was I was upset because Paul Pierce didn't say what's up to me. So we know Iman can hoop, uh, and and the potential of them maybe getting that Andre Drummond uh, would be super duper big for them. Uh, the Nets are, are going in a great direction. Let, let's hope for the best for them because that's going to only make the NBA that much funner to watch. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, like I said, protocol is just a little weird, but I anticipate them being a top three team. Um, and I think it's going to be a three, maybe four team race with the Celtics, Bucks, including the Nets and 76ers right now as well too. So um, I wouldn't be uh, surprised um, if, you know, even if in the number one seat right now. But like I said, I like the Iman Shumpert signing um, because all he has to do right now is space the floor and then take on that assignment of guarding, you know, one of the best guards on the opposing team, which he's capable of doing. I mean, you know, I, I think he, I think he can do it. I think Steve Nash may give him some minutes. Um, and then they signed another big who I think was on the 76ers in the past. Um, I don't think he really played that much because they already had their their rotation filled out. So we'll see how that goes. And I think they're also missing another player as well, too. But right now, it just seems like they're just missing, like you said, another big. Um, so if, if Andre Drummond gets his contract bought out, I'm definitely curious and interested at, you know, filling that void for them because that, that would be crazy. That would help out with their rebounding. You double, he's a double-double machine, um, and a lot of people sleep on his defense. So I think down the stretch, if you want, I, I, they like having Katie go to the five now with Jeff Green at the four, Kyrie, Joe Harris, and Harden. But if you can slide Katie to the four, maybe even sit out Joe Harris. Put it depend. I, I guess it really just depends on the lineup, right, on, on who you're going with as well, too. But I would yeah. love to see Drummond at the five, Katie at the four, Green um, there at the three, and then you got – Kyrie and Harden right there. I think that would be dope. Um, but if they can get Andre Drummond, that would be nice. But some other destinations I thought about Andre Drummond is obviously with the Celtics, they have Tice and they have Tristan Thompson. And I feel like the Celtics, the only piece that they've always been missing has been that big. Okay. I would look at going there as well, too. Um, honestly. So Fucks. that would that would be a nice pick. But bigs are pretty much um you know insured right now as as far as like the competitive teams as well too so those would be the two top destinations i'm looking at right now so he just okay. has to have that mindset of sacrificing because i think right now he's averaging like 18 and 14 right now something like that so mm-hmm. definitely the touches are going to be gone so he's going to more so just be that guy that sets the screens catches those lobs and just gets you rebounds um as well too so um yeah and that's looking good so we're going to continue to look at that um, and, and see what happens from there. A team that's not doing good, though, um, is the Miami Heat, bruh. Um, they've been struggling, man. Um, yeah, man. They've been struggling. So, obviously, um, the guy who controls our social media and all that good stuff is is our, our, our little man, Warren. Um, diehard Miami Heat fan, you know, I was just <laughs> poking a bear and I'm talking shit. And I texted him, bro. I'm like, yo, like, what's going on with your Miami Heat? They're 7-12. I think they're second to last in the East right now. Um, was the was the NBA Disney Plus trophy in the bubble a fluke? Because uh-huh. they, went, they went through the Pacers. Obviously, they didn't have Sabonis. Um, and then they went through the Bucks, who they dismantled 4-1. And then they took the Celtics to six games. Obviously, Gordon Hayward came a little late. And then they took Miami. I mean, they took the Lakers to six games as well, too. So, 
this is a team where I've thought that they would pick up right where they left off at. Um, but then again, I'm not quite sure if I'm too concerned because Warren actually sent me a chart and a lot of players have missed a lot of games. So I'm just going to read this to you right now. Jimmy Butler not only looks like he, he looks like me right now. He, he looks like he, he lost mad weight. It's just kind of crazy. <laughs> but Jimmy Butler's missed 12 games due to health and safety protocols. He had COVID. Um, Goran Dragic missed four games, health, safety, growing. Mo Harkless missed nine games, thigh. Avery Bradley missed 10 games, knee. Bam Adebayo, two games, health and safety. Tyler Hero, seven games, neck. Andre Iguodala, two games, neck. Myers Leonard, 15 games, shoulder. Jesus. Gabe Vincent, seven games, knee. Chris Silver, 12 games, hip. Um, <laughs> that's so, a retirement home. So that's a retirement home. And, it, 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 and it's crazy because I just feel like there's always that team, no matter what, it's undefeated. You got to go through that injury bug, whether yeah. it be for the season, whether it be for a stretch of the season, that, that, that's always, that always is the case. So it seems like that's caught up to them um, right now. But being 7-12, it's looking like it's going to be hard to climb up um, off of that, off of the, off of the bottom from where they're at right now. Do you think that one last year was a fluke Disney plus trophy in the bubble and two, if they can get healthy looking at the landscape right now, do you think they can potentially make a, a run to get at least a six to eight seed or potentially I know this year with the, with the protocols and all that going on right now, there's going to be a plan. Do you think they can actually make it there? Um, what are your uh, thoughts on that? They are seven and 12 and at 13th, the wizards are rock bottom pistons under them, cross them off. We got the Raptors after that. Um, I think they can beat the Raptors, uh, when a little bit healthier. Um, and then you have, um, I'll go from eight, to where they're at, you have the Hornets at eight, Knicks at nine, Magic at ten, Bulls at eleven, and I said Raptors at twelve. You can get the Raptors. I think Bulls are a little bit of a tougher team um, than we're letting on, right? They're uh, just you know the growing pains. Billy Donovan, uh, the new head coach, but we've seen flashes of them look really, really good. The Bulls, um, and I'm just, I won't say really, really good, but we've seen some promise in that, right? Um, then you have the Knicks, who uh, Austin Rivers, I'm gonna go off of me. So, <laughs> and then you have the Hornets with uh Lamelo, um, second coming of little baby, little baby Christ. Nah, I don't say that. Little baby Jesus, uh, ball. That's how the media portrays him. Um, but uh, and yes, yeah, so you have those guys sitting around up there. Um, don't know how great Cleveland's gonna be for how long. Uh, you know, you could say that's kind of a fluke. They've just had some good games because Cleveland was never good. Um, you, you, could, you could talk about that. Um, so there's some teams right around here that, you know, this is first half of the season kind of kind of bubble. As, as it grows, we get more and more concerned. But these next two or three weeks, granted, uh, COVID protocols and stuff like that, if the Heat can put a little bit of something together and end up around that 10th place kind of, and move up from 13th, move up two or three spots, right? Um, I think you can see them finding their way back into the playoffs somehow, some way. Um, the best case scenario for them was be to somehow, some way climb and get to that seven or six seed so they're not having to play the big dogs, like one or two, to start off. 
right, coming down the stretch. And we don't we don't know it's a long season, but that will be the best case scenario for them. Um, on the flip side, playing playing um, being a pessimist, it's COVID nineteen season, bro, and being banged up with somebody probably going to be out being out every other game. And 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 I mean to cut you off, they they in the lake them in the Lakers are the last team standing, and they had the shortest. Uh, turnaround as well too so maybe that could be catching up with them as well which, which also could be a reason right also could be a reason i think the lakers might have a different advantages for different reasons for that right you know different advantages you know you have a team with lebron james and they're going to preserve that team as much as possible because they're going to milk lebron james until they can't milk him anymore that is big money that is the league it, that that's what comes with it the heat um, you are Miami, you are in a bigger market, but you are also a blue collar team, right? You know, not the same kind of amenities. Go have fun, be safe, go ride the bike, no helmet. <laughs> the Lakers get a motor power bike with the helmet, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? They, they get the Batmobile over there. They get a bicycle, no helmet, go ride down the hill, all right? <laughs> with the Miami. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, playing play, play, play a pessimist. It's going to be tough. It's going to be super tough, man, for that to happen, for those kind of good things to happen over and over again and the Heat to just climb up like that. If there's any other team that could do it, it's the Heat. But when you talk about death like that, you have to have, like, death where you can just pull people up like baseball in the minors. We can just throw people into the thing, throw pitchers in and throw point guards in. They don't have it like that. Um, they have a good team, but if your team can't be there to play, it's going to be super tough to even crack that eight seed that, you know, these young boys are really doing well with. And I'll say young boys, I mean young boys with the other team, dude. They're really, they're balling. They're putting their teams in a position to hopefully make the playoff for the first time in years. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have any expectations for Miami Heat last year with their, with, the forfeit or I think they were like the fifth seed last year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, no fans, no home court advantage. They were able to lock in and they and they caught their stride at the right time as well too. But like I said, and you said, if they make get the six through eight seed or, or are able to play in the playoffs, we know they've sure. been there before. We know what it, what they know takes to get there. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if they upset someone as well too. My dream scenario though. Knowing that the Bucks revamped and got Drew Holiday and whatnot, I would love to see a rematch in the first round. Let's say the Bucks dip to like the second and third seed, mm-hmm. and he get the six through eight seed. That would be pretty dope, um, and I think that would be must watch TV to see. Yo, can Giannis with this him signing the super max, um, Milton <laughs> and Drew Holiday up in their game? Can can he actually get over the hump as well too? And that would be crazy if they lose again. Um, just putting that out there as well too. But I think the Miami he can. Definitely go on track. Looking at the schedule right now, next couple of games, they got Charlotte on Monday, Wizards back-to-back February 3rd and the 5th, and then they got New York, which would be tough, but they can beat them back-to-back as well, too. So, for their 7-12 right now, 8, 9, 10, 11, They can 12, get some wins 10. out of that. Yeah, they can get some wins out of that. They can potentially be at 500 by, you know, the end of the week. So, um, we'll see what goes with that. But I think, like I said, honestly – if you're missing your most valuable player, I mean, now you can argue it's Bam, but I think the, the catalyst is Jimmy Butler. Um, yeah. But he's missed 12 games. That, that's more than 50% of that game. So if he stays healthy and he's good, then I expect them to take their stride. So am I concerned a little bit? Um, 
you should have some cause for concern. But like I said, this is a weird ass year. Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens with that. Speaking on a team that actually is doing great um, is the Utah Jazz, man. Um, I'm kind of shocked. Um, our, every year we kind of know what to expect out of them. Um, they, I expect them to be a top four, top five team. Um, give a good fight in the first round, potentially get to the second round, and then and then and then, and then that's it. But right now they have the best record in the entire NBA and also in the Western Conference, being 15 and four. Uh, they're on an 11 game win streak right now. Um, they're number three in points allowed defensively. They're number one in rebounding. Shout out to Rudy Gobert. They're number mm-hmm. five in blocks. Shout out to Rudy Gobert. And they're number one in point differential at plus um, 8.3 as well, too. And they have a lot of depth. Mitchell averaging 24. Clarkson 18, which is he, – he's probably going to be six men of the year right now. The way that yeah, they're winning and the way that he's playing. Um, Conley 17. Bogdan, who – Still, obviously, had the injury last year, but still trying to get used to getting back and implemented. Who averaged almost under 20 last year, averaging 14, Rudy Gobert 14, Joe Ingles 10. Um, so they have one, two, three, four, five, six players in double digits who are or, or who are just playing great for them as well, too. Um, but what are your thoughts on you know this small market team, uh, and and what they what they can do? Do you think they have what it takes to? to make some noise this year, potentially? Um, yeah, I think they made a lot of noise last year, but, uh, you know, the Nuggets and, and Murray and Jokic just, um, you know, they get, they, had, they had them by a few more shots, man. Uh, and I'm not sure what the, what the series was. Like, what, what were they going back and forth, or was that one of the games where yeah. they were going back yeah. and forth? Both back and forth points per game scoring. The, actually, yeah. Utah was up 3-1. That's, That's what I'm saying. So yeah, three one, three one, three one, right? So had that not had blown, had been blown, we'd be talking about the Jazz a little bit more, right? But again, mum's the word. These small market teams get brushed under uh, under the, the radar. I think the Jazz are are low key uh, from a few years ago, the Pacers of of the Western Conference in a way. And I think the Jazz are a little bit better <laughs> I off. See that? You know, the Jazz are a little bit better off, but you know. Or even right now, they're the modern. They're they're basically the the equivalent to the Pacers right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that blowing that three one league hurt it, but we we were supposed to see them in the Western Conference Finals last year, and then the the conversation would be totally totally different, right? <laughs> so, and we talk about the Nuggets. We regard the Nuggets at, at so much higher esteem, but we know those team that battles that gets it done that we seen come back from multiple deficits that was like oh snap so a great team who also has their tandem match and another great team nuggets and jazz are just always those teams where you're just like yo like oh these teams are hoofing so you can't be surprised about them um so that whole party I, we'll see what happens coming down the stretch you know they could hold that 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 one uh seating that one place in in the western conference i wouldn't be surprised uh so it's all about what transpires in the playoffs because we know the Clippers and the Lakers are still going to be here here to play as well as the Trailblazers that are sitting at seven. It's, you just can't turn your head the wrong way in the Western Conference because you'll get knocked out, like literally. So we'll see what happens. And what I like is, you know, Donovan Mitchell basically, I think he missed like the last three games due to concussion protocol. And in his three-game absence, they've been able to beat – the Knicks and Dallas twice as well too. 
And I've been impressed with Mr. $40 million guy, uh, Rudy Gobert, who in those three games has been averaging 23 points, 17 rebounds, and three blocks as well, too. Um, he's, been, he's getting paid $40 million, which I don't necessarily agree with, but given that it's a small market and what's required of him for this particular team, um, he's been playing great. So uh, I just want to give him flowers where it's due as well, too. And I also think, you know, if it, you know, if they didn't blow that 3-1 lead, they definitely would be in the Western Conference semifinals as well, too. Um, and who knows? Maybe they beat the Clippers. I personally think that the Nuggets were a better matchup for the Clippers. So, um, but we, we don't know because they were up 3-1 yeah. as well, too. So we, we really don't know as well. But I just think at the end of the day, when you don't have enough of a prolific offense, um, because it seems like to me, even though they have, like I said, those – X amount of players who are in, in double-digit scoring. I still don't see that second guy that Donovan Mitchell can rely on that's going to help him get, you know, get over the hump as well, too. And like I said, with small market teams, with the exception of Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks from back in the day with Dirk, um, the exception of LeBron James basically creating his team with Cleveland, um, we don't really see teams like them win championships. And, and more than likely, due to the amount of players compared to other sports, the team with the most stars tend to be the team that, that end up winning the championship. So yeah. um, one number one seed may be nice. Obviously there's not that many fans in, in the stands anyway, so they, they can utilize that to their advantage if they keep the number one seed moving forward. But other than that, I see them put to, get into the second round and that's probably about it to be real with you. Interesting. Um, moving on from there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is kind of old news, but I kind of wanted to bring it up as well, too. Um, Shaq, you know, the old heads, the battle with the old heads. What, what's, what's good with the old heads, Trey? I mean, Shaquille O'Neal last week made some comments during the TNT broadcast, um, and it was just so awkward after Utah got this dub. Um, and he was basically, I guess, in his way, trying to motivate Donovan Mitchell, and it just came out the wrong way. Um, he was just like, Donovan, this is Shaq. I said tonight you're going to be one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. And then it was just awkward. Donovan Mitchell just like, okay, this is over the win with the Pelicans. And he's like, I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. And it was just so awkward. So my whole thing is like, yeah, I just want to hear your spill about it because I've been wanting to talk to you about it for a while. Like, what are your thoughts on Shaq's comments with that um, as well too? And I just feel like with our generation – um, were labeled as soft, but I think it's just, I think what it really comes down to is I think growing up in that era, as far as being a man, a male figure, showing, expressing yourself, wearing your heart on your sleeve, communication is for some reason a sign of weakness. So mm -hmm. I feel like that that's carried over with them as well too. So they, they just don't know how to communicate with, with players now today, but okay. I feel like I got his intentions behind it, but there could have definitely been a better way on how he delivered that as well too. Um, because that wouldn't motivate me. I mean, I would be motivated from within. Obviously Donovan Mitchell, he said on air, he's been slighted ever since he came in the league, but what are your thoughts on, on Shaq's comments and, and old heads in general, man? I wish you would be quiet, man. Like, <laughs> I wish Shaq would shut up. I, shut up, bro. You should be quiet, man. Um, he's 
a dope. He's he's an OG. You know what I'm saying? He's so many business ventures. He uh, you know, could teach us so 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 much. But this little like space of chitty chattiness of let me do this because the cameras are rolling because there needs to be a talking point type joint. Like stop that because that's not what Shaq is. He's not you know Shaq's real. Um, he has real relationships with these guys behind the scenes, I'm sure, which is probably one of the reasons they said it, but it's just like, we don't need to know. Like, we don't, we don't need to know. I mean, even if he had took the, uh, you know, the major analyst route, just being like, yo, I don't know if he has what it takes to make it, whatever like that. That could have been the story, but it, it just rubs you a certain kind of way. And it makes you feel a certain type of way to just see him like try to make in a way a moment on TV. Like, Hey, I'm going to say this to you right now, right here. Right. Okay we're ready like it's like it's like um everybody's like laugh because we're taking a picture ha 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 you know what i'm saying it's it's a kind of stage setup very instagram model-esque what do you do oh i'm an influencer type <laughs> type type very generational thing and it's like bro you are og be a og bro very privileged esteemed and we look up to you whatever like that please don't come down and start doing what some of these goofballs are doing you know what i'm saying stop stop because you're you're so much better than that um don't know what the intentions were behind this other than you know trying to say oh, i'm making better like we heard about Shaq going back with a back and forth with danny green and be like yo you can shoot that, that bro take some more shots and danny green started taking some more shots we know we know the Shaq effect but It just, I, I don't know if I have the word for it right now, but it's just, it's, that's not fulfilling, bro. That's not what we need. We know you can say, yo, I want this play this player and challenge this player, right? <laughs> we know how Kobe did it, right? Kobe did it where I write in them before the season. I'm challenging you to this, down and the third. I'm just saying for me, that's corny. That's straight up corny. Like, it makes you look like an old, old head. And I don't have a problem with old, old age. Age is a part of life, whatever, like that. But to approach that like that is really just pretty whack for me. It's like, yo, just communicate how you want to communicate. You're privileged, you're esteemed. These kids are balling. They're dope. Donald Mitchell's sick. He's ill. One of the best guards in the league at his young, ripe age. You know what I'm saying? So let, let's let's keep it a stack. Let's keep, like, the cloth talk. Cloth talk. Let's keep, uh, you know, let's keep it a hundred at, at at every single turn, man. Because they always, they're always trying to take from the culture. They're always trying to get in where they fit in. And let's not feed into whatever, you know, the big bright lights want us to do. Let's, you know, what Stephen Jackson say, make love of pressure. But let's not do all that other weird stuff that they want us to do just to tap dance for certain stuff, man. Come on now. Yeah, bro. I don't even like the concept of tearing someone down to build them up anymore. Like, that's just, just stupid to me. Um, or do it I behind closed it. doors. Do you it know, behind closed you know, doors. But you know your personnel, but don't do it on national TV after he yeah. just scored the whole – he, he, he just scored 31 shots. Like yeah, 36, that. bro. Shut up. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of approached it the same way with uh, Christian Wood. Like, Christian Wood said, oh, man, you were casual. Like, you know, that was kind of – kind of firing a little bit back at him but the, the, even the, even the comment you know what you're saying is being media definitely train media somebody's been in this he's been jack's been doing this since he retired so he'd say hey i didn't know too much about you last year whatever like that there was no need for that comment and christian wood you know as he should have oh man you're a casual you know what i'm saying yo you didn't 
and you know you didn't do your research at least you know what i'm saying there's no need to say i know much about you you can't from a media standpoint from a journalism standpoint you can't pull up to somebody and be like i'm interviewing you see well and be like oh man like i didn't i don't i don't know too much about you man but you're a good actor you know what i'm saying you're a good to stand the third it's like no i'm interviewing you like the common courtesy the great thing to do, whatever like that, you know what I'm saying, to make this joint a hundred a stack, to make you respect me, and I should respect you because I actually asked to interview you, is that I should know something about you. I shouldn't even come to you being like, yo, I don't know too much about you. It, it, it should have been like, yo, like, you know, we want to know more about you, yo. So, like, coming up to this and, like, we see you now, that's what's up. Uh, and this, that, and the third. But for you to just... It's it's nasty, probably more so because I understand communication on a deeper level, and I understand you know we do this. I also study it in in other ways, but um, and I'll and I'll put it like this. I'll end like this. More power to you, Shaq, because clearly you know something I don't. You're the millionaire. You're on broadcast TV, such and such like that. But at the same time, like some of the stuff from a cultural standpoint, not saying of the big, big picture, but for us, like culturally, for dudes that are in here, trenches, see these guys, whatever like that, it's um, it's like, there's no need for it, bro. Just big them up or, or criticize them behind the closed doors, but that kind of setup, that kind of way specifically, that's not it. Yeah, and shout out to Diamond Mitchell for taking the high road, because yeah. I feel like someone else would have clapped back. I'm like, Shaq, like, granted, Shaq is one of the best bigs ever to do it. Best. He not winning without D Wade and without Kobe <laughs> as well, too. Um, so if I'm Don Mitchell, I'm like, nigga, like <laughs> look what team I'm on right now. Like, this is look look where we at. Look what team I'm on. Look who I got. Yeah, bro. I'm good enough, but my team ain't good enough. <laughs> he probably thinking out of his head, but you can't say yeah, that. Bro. But um, yeah, I'm happy he took the high road. So <laughs> oh heads, man, just let players play. Give them them flowers, and like you said, if you have something to say, say it behind closed door. You know, this is big. This is a brotherhood, so um, yeah, it's a brotherhood, man. You can find their contact information and reach out to them personally. You don't got to put them on blast like that. So, just wanted to bring that up as well, too. Um, going almost to an end here, man. Seventy okay. Sixers uh, are looking great. Um, and obviously, this past week we had the whole um, Joel Embiid versus LeBron James, who's your MVP as well, too. So there's three people that come to mind um, for MVP. We got LeBron James, obviously year 18, top three seed in the West. Uh, we got Joel Embiid, who's in a new system, number one seed in the East. He's finally the number one premier option. He's playing more in the post. He has a new revamped team around him shooters everywhere as well too um and he's just the modern day hakeem the dream olajuwon to me <laughs> truly is looking like the most unstoppable player in the nba like it's actually insane um and 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 i'm just proud of him he's been healthy this year as well too and then we also like we said got easy money sniper on the brooklyn nets um swish army knife is not only giving you 30 but also taking on that challenge from from a wing standpoint to guard the best the best opposing player, and then also taking on that challenge to play the center position um, when yeah. it matters most as well too. Um, out of all these three players, man, it, it's really really tough. But um, who you going with with MVP, bro? Uh, I'm gonna go KD, um, MB, LeBron. Um, I 
always said this, but if we had to be true to ourselves near and dear, LeBron should have had damn near all the MVPs coming <laughs> up to this season to this point, right? Um, that's just who he is. That's what he is for basketball. That's his magnitude. He's Thanos, right? Um, but if we're going to go by the usual shock value, ooze and ahs, whatever like that, but this person is also very, very deserving. Um, and I think right now he does take the cake for it. I think it's KD. I think KD showing us that he's the top two basketball player, you know, best basketball player on the planet. Um, one or two, damn near could be uh, interchangeable depending on how you view a basketball facts. player. That's you a know? fact. Depending on, depending on how you view a basketball player and, you know, what you will want out of your quote-unquote definition of the best basketball player. And Embiid's having a great year. Who he's becoming, who we, you know, he is at 26, who we thought him to be at 26, and who, you know, the hype is around at 26. Uh, but, um, you know, it's continue the consistency. He's not one of these other two guys, though. He he is not. But um, I'm going KD, Embiid, and then LeBron at that tertiary position um, solely because that's just kind of how it falls. But all of them are having an amazing season. Yeah. Mine looks different from yours. Um, the only thing that's similar to ours is probably LeBron at number three. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, and, and it's crazy, right? Um, we're just spoiled by his greatness. All, this always. is year 18 now. He's 36 always. now. And you would think, right, with them winning a championship, 80 getting that taste of, you know, being a champion, that mm-hmm. LeBron would kind of, at least in the regular season, take a slight step back, which he kind of did in the beginning. But with 80 mm-hmm. not playing to 80's standards, yeah. he's had to play even more minutes. Um, and even in, in truly without LeBron James, that team is literally the Pelicans where AD was there right now. Um, <laughs> AD was there in the past right now. But I think it's one of those things where we, like we said, we kind of take them for granted and we know what's expected out of them that we kind of overlook them. Um, <coughs> so I have a number three. Um, number two, KD. Um, oh. And I think he, I mean, he's been playing well, even before the James Harden trade right now, too. But I think what may come back to get him is the fact that he has Kyrie Irving, the fact that he has James Harden. And um, I think that may take away from him. But I wouldn't be surprised if they have the best record in the NBA and he's putting up these numbers, which he's going to continue to put up, even if he's not playing back-to-backs. I think think you you can argue for it. But I would love to see Joel Embiid get it because he's always talked about Number one, being you know a true leader on his team. Number one, number number two, having the best record. Number three, um, being the best big. Um, and he just talks about how how highly he thinks of himself and where he thinks he can be. Um, and you can truly see having a kid going through those L's, um, having a new team, um, and just being a little bit older and a little bit wiser. He's definitely changed his outlook and his approach to the game as well too. And we're seeing it this year as well. So Doc Rivers is giving giving him the ultimate green light. And and most importantly, what we were most concerned about is his health. Um, And I think it would be kind of cool to have a big man win an MVP again (laughs) because, I mean, Giannis is kind of like a hybrid. Before that, you had LeBron, KD, D-Rose, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. And then Dirk wasn't a traditional big. So the last traditional big was probably Shaq or Tim Duncan. So to have Joel Embiid win this again – I think that would be dope as well, too, um, because you don't really come around 
um, a generational uh, type of player like that as well, too. So um, I'm going to give it to Joel Embiid right now. And then moving on to the 76ers, you love them motherfuckers. Past <laughs> couple of years, you've been talking about when they get around playoff times, you can be like, Philly, Philly, Philly. I just be looking at the dude like, Do I see that? Right. Yeah, you, uh, you, we got the archive where you, right. you, you'll be on the Philly bandwagon, then you just be like, oh, I, pull that I can't remember that. Can't remember that. Oh, oh I'm going to pull it up. I can't remember that. I'm going to find that joint. But, um, <laughs> Do you think this is the year that that Philly finally has what it takes? Um, because, like I said, this is the most success that they've had. Obviously, Jimmy Butler seven games um, semifinals, you know, against the Raptors, Kawhi Leonard hits that shot. But before that, they really thrive when they had um, you know spacing for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid right now. Um, and obviously, you added uh, you know Danny Green, Dwight Howard, Seth Curry, who's been playing amazing, by the way. Um, and Tobias Harris, who's been playing amazing. Obviously, we talked about it before in the past. Tobias Harris' best season was when he was with Doc Rivers, and mm-hmm. it looks like he's um, copying and pasting that right now as well, too. Do you think with the, with just Joel B being so dumb, because right now, like looking in the East right now, matchup-wise, they may be the scariest matchup because I don't see nobody right. stopping Joel B no more, bro, yeah. especially with the spacing that they have. Um, but do you think that they can actually at least get to the conference finals? I know their GM Daryl Morey said this finals a bust for them, meaning to me the way I the way I process that, if we don't get it to the finals, we trading you Ben Simmons. That that's what it sounds like to me. And they already tried to trade him as well too for James Harden. But do you think this is the year where they can finally say, all right, you know, we see the star power that we, that we have that they have with the Nets, but they are challenged size-wise and defensively. This could be the year that we can get over the hump. Um, I'm looking at the standings. Number one, I think 14. 14 to six, I want to say. Yeah, number one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got your – you just talked about how the Heat are, are, you know, kind of at the bottom of the pack right now. So that eliminates one team that you had to deal with. Um, then – the last other two or three or the Celtics, Bucks, and Nets. And you're only going to see one of those guys probably, um, you know, going towards, the, you know, probably looking like possibly an, a Nets or, you know, it's, it's hard, you know. So so we have a four-team playoff, right? Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Sixers. Um, and the way, the way you divide it up, I, I could see – the Nets may be falling and the Bucks getting some traction because the Bucks are so used to having the best record in the uh, East or the league and stuff like that. So they can move up to two. Um, so the Sixers could see the Celtics, which is also pretty scary. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, definitely if the Celtics uh, mess around and try to buy out for Dre, uh, Andre Drummond somehow, some way, I think you have an advantage over them right now because the inside presence of Joel Embiid. That's your all-star. So, say, so boom, put them in front of them, and then you have the Bucks and the Nets. Um, we'll say that because of the firepower that the Nets get past them, so it's 76ers and the Nets. Boom. You know, now, now it's a war. It's a battle. I, I can't say that it's going to be finals or bust because you have, you have to go do that kind of scenario, those kind of options to get there. Um, but 
yes, it is a finals or bust because if this doesn't work this year, I got to change something. It's probably going to be my non-shooting point guard that, you know, he can do, distribute the ball, but maybe we want something else from him it's, instead. Maybe I can get a few pieces that can defend and I can get somebody that can hold down that, that role as well. So, yes, I, I feel what he's saying. I, and, and I can see it coming because – you know, those first four spots in the, in the in the East are never easy out. And and like we saw last year, sometimes the team comes up and just uh just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, man, I I have to agree with you. Um, so it's all on them. But like like I said, a couple couple red flags. Obviously, you know, number one, Ben Simmons. Um, yeah. But maybe this could be the year where Doc Rivers is right, where it's like, yo. We're just gonna accept you for who you are. You don't need to. You don't need to be able to shoot X, Y, and yeah. Z as well, too. But this. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna come down to Ben Simmons. How teams prioritize their game plan around him over those two weeks over that seven game series, yeah. um, and then Doc Rivers hasn't since he's been with the Clippers. He hasn't been past the second round in a long time. So. <laughs> We'll see what adjustments he makes as well, too. And then right. health as well. Can Joel Embiid, when he gets – if he can get past the regular season, he's going to be able to play – be able to stay healthy and play high-level minutes um, and be available for his team as well, too. Because defensively, they look great. Um, offensively, uh, uh, they could use another go-to um, guy, but they have all the pieces that they need. So it really comes down to health, game plan, Ben Simmons – um, and who they pair up with as far as seedings go as well, too. Because like you said, there's always that diamond or up that come out of nowhere that makes major headlines, like the Denver Nuggets and like the Miami Heat. So um, we'll see what happens with that. Last topic I want to talk about today is All-Star Ballots finally came out as well, too. So I want to kind of go back and forth with yourself and I um, and talk about who we think should be, uh, you know, for the West and the East. So I'll start off with the with the East. Um, and then from there, you know, you give me your East picks and then we'll go to the West and then we're done. Um, so for the East, for my backcourt, um, this was tough, man. Um, because it's crazy. Jalen Brown is six foot seven, six foot eight, but on the NBA website, he's listed as backcourt, which is crazy, (laughs) but this is tough for me. Had to go with with flat, flat earth Kyrie for one. Um, (laughs) Just been playing great, very efficient. One of the best games I've seen, um, rightfully so. And then I was torn between, do I want to go with Jalen Brown or do I want to go with this guy right here? I ended up going with this guy right here. I went with Bradley Beal. Um, and you can argue out with Zach Levine as well, too, putting up a lot of numbers on a shitty team. But Bradley Beal, 35. He's giving you 35 a night, bro. Yeah. Thirty-five a night, so I, I had to give it to him. Front court, I feel like it's pretty consistent. Um, Joel Embiid, obviously MVP candidate. Kevin Durant, MVP candidate, and then I have Greek Freak, um, who is modern day hybrid Shaq. So um, <laughs> those are my picks for the East. Who, who you got in your back court and in your front court, or is it the same? Man, I'm about to keep my front court the same. I mean, Giannis, Embiid, KD. I mean, there's not much you can say about that. Yeah. Uh, I got to give it to my man's Bill, man. He's not killing himself for no reason. <laughs> uh, and then 
I'm going to insert, I guess, newly acquired guard to the East, James Harden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And instead of Kyrie. So, very similar. But I so just no, get, no, I get, no, no, no JB instead of Harden? Uh, I'm not even really super duper familiar with uh, JB's stats, bro, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, Google that shit right now. <laughs> probably why. He said he's he he not familiar. Like 40. He, uh, he said he's not familiar. I know. I know. I'm a casual. I'm a casual. I'm sure. That's all good. <laughs> I'm not familiar with you, Jalen Brown. Uh, I'm going to just read it to you. Um, What's up? 27, 5, 4, 53% from the field, 44% from three, 76% from the free throw line, PR 25.7. Um, He's actually the leading scorer on his team right now, and he's flat out sensational. So, like I said, if it weren't for Bill putting up thirty-five, um, I would definitely, um, you know, I'm go with Jalen Brown as well too. Um, Harden, that'd be his first appearance, right? Yeah, yeah. He got slighted last year. He averaged twenty last year. He definitely gonna make it this year. Him and Jason Tatum gonna make it together, I believe. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I wanted to keep it kind of old school with having a traditional point shooting guard small forward power forward center type of type of situation so that's why I went with my picks right there I'm gonna um, keep my heart you keep it hard yep. I, ain't, I ain't mad at that hard and hard um but just given what he how he went out and then coming back <laughs> here I was like all right I'm gonna give it to someone else. obviously gonna be all-star this year but not a yeah. starter for me um and then in the west it's kept it the same way at court, Steph Curry, light skin, babyface assassin, going for damn that 30 at night as well, too. Um, I didn't know what to expect with Clay going down, but they're in the playoff hunt right now, and he's been exciting to watch. Um, and he still has a lot left in the tank. Um, just past Reggie Miller, um, uh, for uh, number two for all time three point three point leaders, um, in, in, in three point attempts made. So proud of that, and then. Utah has the best record. Diamond Mitchell's playing great. F Shaq. So I'm go with him just to change it up. I was torn because there's other players I could enlist, like Damian Lillard with CJ McCullum out and, and Luka Doncic as, as well, too. But I got to – sometimes I like to translate winning um, over individual success, even though this is an individual-based um, type of voting system that we have. I had to give Diamond Mitchell that, but – LeBron James, I mean, King, Wash King, Wash King. 18 there's, there's not much to say. 27-7-7. I was torn between these two, and they're on the same team as well, kind of like the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum um, analogy right there. But Paul George, been having a great season, but I'm giving it to Kawhi. That's my guy. And like I said, I kind of wanted to have a little balance um, as well, too. So I could have went with just all forwards. But Jokic has been playing out of his mind as well, too. Denver started off really, really at the bottom, picked it up. Um, I think they're a top five seed in the West right now. So those are my picks uh, for the West. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go let's start with front court first. Let's start with uh, AD. Mm, interesting. Choice. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was oh, thinking AD's delete, name delete, in my delete, head. Delete, delete, delete. I know, delete, delete, delete. I was thinking <laughs> AD's name in my head. I'm going LeBron. Mm-hmm. I'm going Jokic. Got to, bro. Averaging 26, 12, and 9, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
LeBron, Jokic. And let's throw in Kawhi. Let's throw in Kawhi. All right, that's that's the front court. All right, cool. We can call Kawhi small forward. Um, And then my front court, I'm going to go with can't neglect him. He's back in a, in a, in a crazy way. Um, Mr. Wardell. <laughs> Mr. Wardell. <laughs> Wardell. Uh, and from there. Who's your last backcourt person? It's tough. I don't know. I could, uh, this is going to get me. Give me two seconds of banter. Mm-hmm. You got CPE, you got Book, you got Luca, you got Dame, you got Donovan Mitchell. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. You you got some, you got some, you got some people. So you so what Fox, I would, would you know do, um, not and I pull it out your uh your playbook. Um, for me it'd probably be Dame, but then right after that it would be Donovan Mitchell. I respect I, that. I was I was Dame thinking about I was thinking about book. Huh? Dame hit that game winner yesterday. Yeah, in Chicago I, too. I was thinking about book right now this season. He hasn't done enough for me to just put him, just insert him right in there. But uh, and but we know who he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's 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 my that's my choices. <laughs> I like it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at all. So I, I respect it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 101 of the Caesar Show featuring Trey Day XXIV. Um. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, looking forward to, you know, seeing what else unravels in the, in, in, in the NBA season. Any, any last words, Trey? Uh, no, everybody stay safe, stay sanitized. Uh, thanks for rocking with us. Episode 101. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Stay safe. That's all. That's all it is, man. Stay safe. This thing is a real deal. So we'll talk to y'all soon, man. Make sure to follow the season show, Trade XXIV, Sir Seasons on all major platforms. Subscribe, rate, comment, share. And on that note, we out. Peace.